This is the Only in Rugby League podcast where we discuss all things rugby league with me, Callum. With me, Bobby. And me, Andy. And still, the M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. What we got there? Only took two attempts to get it right tonight in the intro. Bobby forgot uh, the M62, did he? Still the M62, yeah. I'm not used to doing it. I just, you know. Yeah, he, he basically... Johnny Lewis had battered you if you like, forgot that. Basically, <laughs> he was like The Apprentice and he crumbled under the pressure. <laughs> Bloody shambles. Do you, know, do you know what? Do you know what? The rate that our bad they are, they get worse and worse every year. The rate it's going, he could actually be on it next year. <laughs> I think I'd do pretty well. Yeah, you would, but only because somehow the others would be worse. Yeah, I'd love to see his intro video for it. You know, when they go like, I'm the best there's ever been. I'd love to see that. It'd take him 14 attempts to get it right. (laughs) I'd make sure I'd get a chair, though. Yeah, you've got to stand up for hours while I'm like... Yeah, he'd be first in that (laughs) portrait, wouldn't he? I'll be honest, Bobby, you wouldn't have to stand up for that long. I'll be honest. One week, that'd be it. (laughs) No way, that chair's mine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what else has been happening this week then? Um, well, I've just come home tonight and um, somebody smashed my back window in on my um, car, so that was nice. Scum. Stop human scum. So, yeah. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so, there you go. I um, blame Bri. Yeah, definitely. Well, he'll be on, but he's back on tonight. Yeah, well... You know, I'll be having words with him. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, well, there's no coincidence that Bry comes back and you're, you, I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> two and two but together. I tell you what, though, if, uh, this is for our uh, regular listeners. Uh, you might know that this is the second time that Bobby has graced the airways this week, hasn't he? That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, he was on the uh, uh, Ramblings of a Saint podcast hosted by our friend Johnny Lou. Mm. Um, and uh, he gave, I must admit, he gave him a fantastic intro. I'll be honest, I haven't listened to it yet. Okay, well, he did say on the uh, he did say on the start, like, and, and star of how much start. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. But yeah, no, it did well. It was, it was entertaining. If you haven't listened to it, um, uh, give, it uh, give it a listen. Yeah. If you want more Bobby. Mm. You don't. It's not really a way to sell it, is it? No. Well, <laughs> oh. It's because you don't get invited onto the people's podcast because you're miserable. Don't no, want to. It's not as miserable. He's <laughs> just unavailable, aren't you? I'm busy. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, sell our podcast for tonight then, Callum. What have we got on? Loads. Um... <laughs> 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 uh, we have a well. We're going to kick off with uh, a couple more bits of only in rugby league that I believe um, Andy has uh, got written down. Got a jingle yet? Nope. Okay. Uh, we've got, um, and then obviously we've got the, the second half of the the teams preview for the season kicks off. So we'll be uh, we'll be rattling through uh, them, and obviously we've got the, the the fans in for each team as well. Yeah, six more uh, guests. Seem to go down well last week. Absolutely. Um, We'll have a go at our predicted table come Mm -hmm. the end of the season, which we do every year, which we never get right. But hey-ho. I'm confident this year. You say that every year. I'm more confident with that than I am in the last section, which is... The Predictions League. He's back. Yes. 
So we'll be welcoming on uh, Bry later to uh, take us through the uh, take us through the system for the this year's uh, league. Yes. Mm. So I was having flashbacks to last season. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, we'll kick off. Um, Andy, I believe you have some only in rugby league news. <laughs> yeah, obviously not as much as last week because we had a, we had a. Um, a pre-season full to catch up on, but there's still some. There's still been some uh, some little nuggets this week, shall we say? Excellent. Um, before we do that, uh, good luck to our friend of the pod, who's, who's one of our guests earlier on in one of the previous series, Paulie Bolger, previously of uh, previously of uh, Cornwall. Uh, he's now playing for uh, the Kingcumber Colts in Australia. Hey, that's all right. Isn't it? I thought it was called the Cucumber Colts at first, but <laughs> it's not. It's the Kingcumber Colts. So, but we are trying to catch up with uh, Paulie, and uh, he's uh, going to try and uh, come back on the pod. Mm. Bet he don't like that sun, though. What? Because he's ginger. Yeah. Yeah. He's very, yeah. There'll be lots of factor fifty on there. I think, won't they, for Paulie? Mm. Yeah. Brave decision. Yeah. So, little bits this week. Then, should we go? Um. This one's from the RFL, believe it or not. No way. It is. So, uh, and thanks to thanks for Johnny Lou with uh, sharing this one with me earlier in the week. Uh, um, head contact waivers in friendlies. Have you seen this? Mm. So you know the, the, the new contact rules yeah. and all this sort of stuff. If, if you have a head contact in friendlies, uh, there'll be C and D grade uh, charges with no game bans. So basically, it's a friendly... Crack on. Do what you want. Yeah, do what you want. Right. I thought that real wasn't coming in until next season. Yeah, well, it's more, this, it, like... this is more like the head contact stuff. Uh, so you're not right. going to get a ban. I'm with you. Text someone's head off. Ah, you're right, mate. Just yeah, crack on for next week. Yeah. Because um, I, I, I had a friendly on Saturday, um, and the first 10 minutes was just... Oh, with the uh, the armpit thing. Yeah. How did it go? It was, it was manic. The yeah. frustration. In, to be honest, we... We did okay at it. Um, I think mainly because we received the first kickoff. Right. So you just end up getting steamrolled down the pitch first few minutes. Yeah. They they were going mental. Were they? Yeah. Who um who got one of the match for your team on Saturday? Um oh it oh it was me. <laughs> well done. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I won eighteen pounds. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what was even better than that though? What I looked at the uh, you know the match pictures yeah. for this man of the match performance, this stellar performance that he put in. Yeah, it was only on one picture, and it was the very last one. I had to scroll through about forty odd pictures just to find this one photo. It's because he was that quick. He <laughs> was that quick. The, the cameraman couldn't it, catch him. It was more defensive work. I yeah, think. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'll be honest, I've been there three years, and uh, only one man of the match twice, and they were both in friendlies. So. <laughs> It peaked. It peaked in February. <laughs> I like the opposite of like Leon Price. Yeah. <laughs> Played really well in August, didn't he, Leon? Yeah, yeah I don't like the heat. Yeah. <laughs> um, interesting uh, figures from the Super Bowl. Um, the Super Bowl in the attendance was three thousand three hundred more than the Challenge Cup final last year, and three thousand four hundred more than the Grand Final last year. I think that's all right. Yeah. I'm just not so sure if that relates to the size of the stadium they played in and like whether they could have mm. sold something out that was double. Maybe, probably. 
Probably, maybe that's has something to do with it. I, I would imagine the because you would Bowl, expect it to be like hundred thousand plus. I, wouldn't you? I would imagine it's a more sought after ticket. Yeah, I, I bet because I bet what they didn't do. Uh, I bet the Super Bowl, the NFL. I bet they didn't like um, sell tickets on Groupon, <laughs> like. You know, like four for a tenner when mm. it comes to the week before. Well, they, de- they definitely didn't do that because the cheapest ticket for a Super Bowl was about ten thousand oh. dollars. Well, no, that's not true. Oh, that's that's not true. And pa- seriously, a par- maybe on like a tout like thing on a reason. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously, no, I've seen no. loads of videos, no, I mean, and no, the, no, oh, the no, cheapest no, no. ticket you could buy was up in the like the 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 rafters. So you're telling me sixty odd thousand people can afford ten thousand pound a ticket? I'm just that's what I'm saying. That, that's all I've said. You've, no, 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 you've you have a habit of like not reading no, things no, proper, no, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it, 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 it have been, re- been people reselling them. Yeah. So like, you're telling me, right, you're a season ticket holder at the Kansas the City Chiefs. Yeah, them. Yeah. Right. And you go, oh, I'll queue up for my tickets. And you get there and you go, I'll have four tickets, please. One for me, one for my wife, one for my two kids. Yeah, and they go, that's $40,000, please. <laughs> yep. You're telling me that's what's happened. <laughs> yep. Unbelievable. This podcast reached a new low, hasn't it? <laughs> I'll prove it. I'll prove it later. Right, fine. Right. Listen, fine. If, if anybody can I'll pay you ten thousand dollars, it's not true. <laughs> if anybody can support that, please, please let us know. Because mm. I'm not having that. Well, all I'm saying is what I saw. Okay. So, shall I carry on then? Yes. Okay. Uh, Witness versus Doncaster uh, advertised uh, their fan zone. Um, uh, for the away match, uh, for uh, so, sorry, they said the fan zone uh, before the game. Uh, all away fans welcome. Uh, they didn't. They didn't let Doncaster. They didn't tag Doncaster with any any of the promotion for it. And Doncaster's chairman actually uh, actually read it uh, on uh, Bry's Bry's uh, site on six again. <laughs> Bry's everywhere. He's everywhere, isn't he? He's everywhere. Witness can't be. I know. I know. So there. Uh, um, Good one, uh, good one from, uh, we asked people, which was, you know, anything that they've seen only in rugby league. Our friend Winston Wolf uh, pointed out uh, elite sporting club appointing a head coach with no coaching qualifications, but didn't want to say which club it was. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Winston. Uh, then with an old an old one that I wanted to bring up that this was Tom Andrews and uh, Matt from down at Bellevue who wanted us to discuss um, the, the sponsorship deals of only in rugby league pizza versus trucks which is the worst oh yeah yeah is it is it is a worse sponsor deal having your face on trucks or giving free pizza after the match I mean I like pizza so yeah <laughs> on it. I didn't get any free pizza yeah. No, but at least like the players got some out of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But Papa John's put loads of advertisers on every ground, and then in the change rooms, you didn't even see them. Yeah. Earl, Earl mm. Crabtree got some out of it. Got his face on a truck. Yeah, but that's more useless, isn't it? Yeah. So we're saying the pizza's more useful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. feed the, you know, well, feed the starving players after a match. That solves that one. And uh, I've got two more bits. <clears throat> one is uh, on Leeds Rhino's Instagram. 
advertising the uh, game against Hull KR, uh, but they were playing netball. What? So it had a, it had a, it had a this is uh, this is from Bry. So they had a uh, they had an advert advertising Leeds versus Hull KR, mm-hmm. and underneath on and on underneath it said Netball Super League Round Two. Oh right, the pick right, yeah. So they put the wrong picture up. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. I don't know which way around it was, but it was a bit of a mess. Yeah, fair enough. And the last one I wanted to mention was, this week, uh, only in Rugby League, was, I don't know whether you heard this. Well, I know you two heard it because I told you to listen in. Uh, Talk Sport Breakfast. (laughs) Now, if anybody didn't hear this, uh, I think it was one day last week, and it gets to half past eight or whatever it was, half past nine or something, and Alan Brazil on The Breakfast Show says, ah, just like, well, after this, after the break, we're, we're joined by Australia coach Mal McGinninger, who wants to talk, uh, we're talking rugby league, or oh, tough game, that. Anyway, Mal, Mal McGinninger, Mal, Mal Ginnin, he comes on. Yeah. Um, and it was all about the, the, N, the NLR, uh, I or something, wasn't it? Yeah, the so, RL and R, yeah. Yeah, because he wasn't quite sure what what it was, and he couldn't pronounce N- uh, NRL, could he? He couldn't talk. And he, and he absolutely had absolutely had no idea who he was talking to, did he? Not a clue. No, I was listening to it, and I was like, he hasn't got a, a Scooby, this bloke is. And I'm yeah. like, you really like, like what he's done? And he <laughs> yeah. is, like... <laughs> so, and then he, his conversation was all about could Malmaninga uh, keep the players off the Vegas Strip while they were there? And then Malmaninga was like, uh, I'm not going, mate. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. And then he wished him good luck for the forthcoming season, didn't he? Yes. Uh, which is which is always good for an Australia coach because, mm. well, they, they, they probably won't play this season. So I was going to say, if the you know, last few years anything to go out, he's got a couple of years off, hasn't he? Yeah. So, absolutely no idea. The day after, they interviewed somebody from Rugby Union. He was all over it. Ridiculous. But it didn't, you'd think they would, at least you'd think they would brief him, wouldn't you, on these things? Yeah. Absolutely embarrassing for both the station and the presenter. Yeah. And I thought, I bet Malmeninga got off the phone and thought, oh, that was useful. <laughs> that was useful. Yeah. I'm going back in the pool now because I've nothing to do for nine months, so. <laughs> Get my Lilo. Yeah. <laughs> And that that was uh, this week's Only in Rugby League. Excellent. Well, there we go. Um, right, well, we'll move on to the second half of the team set, shall we? Yep. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. Yes, we're on to the second lot of six teams. Um, And I think we will start with Huddersfield. Huddersfield seems a good place to start with, I think. Um, Anyway, we... Let me find it. There we go. We had Nathaniel on, who is our... Resident Uddersfield fan, and this is what he had to say about the Giants for the upcoming season. 
Hi guys, um, Nathaniel here, Huddersfield Giants fan. Um, I do believe this season could be a mixed bag, could be anything from where we were in 2022 to where we were in 2023. Um, I believe Watto is the right man to get this club going forward. He's not a bad coach, show that at Salford and show that with us in 2022. He has moved as far as a club, even last year was a terrible year for the club, probably on the field. Um, I do believe that he's, he's the man to take us forward. Um, he's under pressure, I think, though. So if we do start slowly last year, then I should imagine he will be under a bit of pressure from the club to get results. Um, he's brought in two very good players, including Swift, who I think are excellent players. Clune did well in the NRL, and I think he'll do well over here if he can adjust to life over here quickly. And Swift brings bags of experience, bags of pace, and pace is one thing we definitely lacked in the last couple of years. So excited to see him play. Um, we have got another pace man in Elliot Wallace from Castles who looked very good in pre-season so fingers crossed he can carry on and Merch is looks a solid signing um, just hope we don't as fans like comparing to Chris McQueen because that's probably impossible the way Chris be played for us um, we've got a tough start to this season with probably three of the top four from last year probably including the, including the champions away from home so it will be a tough start you know having Yates banned and Tui banned and Leroy picking up a band which I think he's actually okay for um, as far as Chris Hill not played in pre-season, so there's four packs have been decimated, so I think we're going for a tough start. And My worry is that this season will just go like last season, where we'll start slow and never really pick up, and that's and that'll be it for us. Um, but prediction-wise, Super League, I'm hopeful we can finish in the top six, but I'm expecting about eighth and ninth, to be honest. Not expecting great much. And Last time I did a Challenge Cup prediction for the podcast, I predicted that we'd get to the final, and we did, so I'm going to do that again and predict that Udersfield Giants make the Challenge Cup final, and hopefully this year we'll win it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Nathaniel. Um, I'm going to take issue with a couple of things that he said, though. Okay. Uh, I mean, and, and it's just my opinion. Nathaniel watches them week in, week out, and knows far more about the Giants than I do. And maybe it's just that I'm not convinced that Ian Watson's the man to take them forward as much as Nathaniel is. No, I don't. Th- I think I said last week. I think Ian Watson is probably the most under pressure coach coming into this season. Um, they've been pretty stagnant since he went there. I don't think they. Oh, having said that, he did take them to a Challenge Cup final. So, <laughs> which they should have won. Yeah, which they should have won. But you know, league wise. Um, they've not really done an awful lot, have they, for a few seasons? No, and <clears throat> I think uh, it, it doesn't get much easier for Ian Watson either. Uh, I had a look earlier in the week, and you know his first three games is he's got they kick off against Lee this week, and then they play St. Ellen's, and then they play Wigan as well. So those first three games, they could... They could be none from three. Exactly. Yeah. They could be very easily well, bottom of, or, mm. you know, towards the bottom of the league. Mm. Well, especially when you bear in mind what Nathan's just said about the um, the injuries and... and Suspensions. Suspensions and yeah, things. I think yeah. a couple of them will be okay. Um, but, you know, he, he, he mentioned it there, um, talking about Chris McQueen and stuff and how big of a miss he is. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't know an awful lot about his... Uh, replacement was it Mercher? Mercher, yeah, Jack. Was it Jack? Jack Parramatta. Yeah, um, I, I don't know an awful lot about him. I know they've brought in uh, Andre Savelio as well, who's, who's you know a back rower really. He's, he's been around a bit now, Savelio, hasn't he? He has, and he, he still to me seems like this. He he, he still falls under the uh, potential tag, and yet he's probably pushing thirty now, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he's getting close. He's probably yeah. late twenties, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but in my head, 
he so I feel like he still comes under that potential. Young, young thing. lad, young lad with the potential. Yeah. Um and I don't think that's the case at all now. I think Adam Swift is an excellent signing, especially after the season that he had at Hull last year. Mm. I think that's a really, really, really good signing. Um, Adam Clune, obviously, uh, looked pretty nifty for the few games I saw him play for the Knights. That, that's an interesting one. He, he could be he could be an awesome signing. But it's... Um, obviously, we don't know how he's going to go over over here, do we? So. No, and, and Swift's... Uh, a good signing, yeah. As well, I think. Th- I don't know really know how to put it. Really, the, I think with Huddersfield, it, it's that they don't seem to have like perhaps Clune accepted, if you like, the exception being Clune. Where's the spark? Where's the mm-hmm. uh, you know? Uh, Will Price has gone. Yeah, Price um, has gone. You know, you look at the outs compared to the ins. Mm. And I'm and I'm wondering for the Giants where the spark comes from, where the uh, you know where that real sort of like you know that talent comes from that that pushes them up into the playoffs, and mm. I, I don't see it. That I, I personally, I think the closest thing they've got to that is probably Tuilola here because mm. they've lost Farge as well. Yeah, lost Farge, lost Price, lost McQueen. Clune mm. um, strikes me as more of a organizer and a kicker. Mm. If if uh, if Jake Connor's on form, he could be there. Oh yeah, Connor. He, he's yeah. there. He could be a key to Huddersfield's yeah, season. So just on Connor though. So again with Connor, it, it's like it's in a way it's similar to the Savelio thing. Mm. Potential. He runs the game, but how how often does he run the game? He has a purple patch maybe of two, three, four games, and then then sort of implodes, yeah. and, and then don't. And then he doesn't really do much for the next six or eight. I think his biggest thing is, I don't know what his best he's, position is. He's one of the most talented players in Super League. There's no question about that, I don't think. No. I, I don't know what his best position is. Is it centre? Is it full-back? Is it six? Well, I mean, we discussed this last year at, uh, at some at good length, but you uh, on, on that, you need to find his position because the problem with Huddersfield last season is, as we yeah. commented, is... They messed around that long trying to find a spine of one six seven nine. Mm. That by the time they'd found it, the season was done with. Yeah, they sort of fell into it, didn't they last year? So the accident really. Yeah, he he kept changing things. He kept coming out saying silly things, didn't he, Watson? Like, oh, I know what I need to do, and I, you know, I know, you know, somebody's getting dropped. So yeah, and then Jake Connor was like, "Mm, "What's me again?" (laughs) (laughs) But like, I, I interestingly at the end. Uh, Nathaniel said that he was hoping they'd make the playoffs, but was expecting eighth or ninth. Mm. And I think that's mm. exactly yeah. hitting the nail on the head for yeah. me. I agree. Mm. I agree. That's where I think I'd end up putting him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, moving on then. Um, we shall go to. We'll go to Hull FC. Um, and coming to us for Hull FC is Outlawed Rugby League. Uh, and this is what he said. I think Ooh. at Hull KR this season, we need to... That's the wrong one. 
He's, uh, I couldn't say his voice has gone up a bit. All FC fans are fuming. Yeah, fancy getting mixed up with that one? Come at me. Into me. That's the worst mistake that Jesse Lingard, I tell you. At least I realised. Anyway, this is Outlawed Rugby League for Hull FC. They say it's the hope that kills you. And um, I, I think that's very true as a Hull FC fan. But, you know, I, I don't think Tony Smith is in under any any more pressure than, than anyone else, I would say. I wouldn't say he's, you know, the, the most under pressure uh, coach in Super League right now. Personally, I, I actually think there's a couple more that, that are probably under more pressure. But I'm not going to name them. It, it, it would be unfair to do so. But I think you know he's he's got to be given the opportunity. We've we've kind of cleared the decks. We've um, had a lot of players leave, a lot of a lot of transition. So we've we've brought the players in, journeymen, etc. You know, New Brown. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the the halfback combinations work, especially when uh, when Truman's back fit as well. So so that'll be interesting. But no, I I, I think Tony needs to be given a, a, an opportunity this year. If you ask me next year, don't get me wrong, depend on the results. Of course, it, it, it could happen. Um, and obviously, we've got the most talked about um, man in a suit, not a mascot, man in a suit in the radiator man. Bizarre. I, I just don't get it. But look, we'll, we'll see how they interact with the crowd and and, and all that good stuff. Um, I think, you know, we, we can't look too far ahead in terms of predictions, but Thursday night, we've we've got to be good. We've got to turn up and, and play in front of a, a big crowd. But ultimately... The Super League and, and the league and the cup, etc., isn't won and lost in the first week. You know, if we go out and get the two points, great. It's a great way to start. If we don't, you know, you're always going to get those people that think that the the season's finished, it's done. You know, it's it's a long, long season. And I think if we can get some kind of momentum in the in the Challenge Cup, you know, have a good cup run. I say a good cup run. There's you know, you can only have four or five games anyway, but a good cup run. Would would do us would do us great, you know. Reach the semi-finals, for example, and then you know if if we could then go and scrape the playoffs, I, I think we could have a good dig at it. As long as the players stick together, you know, we we avoid injuries. We've probably got twenty to twenty-two, twenty-three players that that are good, strong, solid, um, you know, experienced first-grade players, and then after that, it, it kind of tapers off a little bit. So, if we can stay injury-free, um, I think I think we'll give a good account of ourselves and as long as the boys stick together that's that's all you can ask for but but look yeah I'm excited I think um, I think Thursday night will be good and uh, I look forward to, to hearing what, what you guys think as well well there we go that was uh, Outlaw Rugby League um, I can't quite make my mind up whether they're optimistic or not this season or whether it's going to be more, say, you know, the same old for Hull this season. About uh, optimistic about the team or about Radiator Man? Uh, both. You know. <laughs> say what you want about Radiator Man, but he's got the people talking. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll warm the crowd up. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Um, one thing I would say, uh, Outlaw talked about Tony Smith on uh, at the beginning there. Yes, last week you said, when I asked you who's the most under pressure, you said Tony Smith. Well, I think it's this for you, for him this year is his team. Mm. And when I look at everybody else that's around, I think they've all got stronger squads. 
Yeah. So I think he's under pressure in that respect because this is his team. And one thing that Outlawed said there was that they need to avoid injuries because they've got about 22 players. Mm. Now, that's not a lot. No, that's not a lot. For a Super League season, that's not a lot. So three, you know, three or four suspensions, three or four injuries, all of a sudden that bench looks looks very, very And it, it could be the suspensions that kill them. Yeah, if, it could if, be. If, you know, last season's anything to go off. Mm. You know, you could easily end up with three. And that, that's why I think that they want, that's why I think he's under pressure mm. because it's his team and I don't think they've got I don't think they've got a great depth of squad and no. you know outlawed agreed there. No, I mean you look at the people that they've lost coming into this season, Chris Satai, uh Clifford, Taylor and Shaw have retired, they've lost Swift, Savelio, Dwyer, Lovadua, McNamara, Wynn. That's some, pretty much well, some, some big they're, hitters they're the there. Big though. Ones. Exactly, and I know they brought a couple in, you know, like Herman um S A S A. If that's how you say it. Not looked it up. Not bothered. Uh, <laughs> uh, Franklin Pele. You know, they're, the, they're the two big ones. Yeah, they've brought Jaden Ockenbore in to, to play in the back row, probably. He's so. a massive unit. Pele. Pele, yeah. He's, I think they're expecting big things from him. He's the yeah. main man, I think, in that forward pack. Yeah. In the pack. I hope he's not as overrated as the footballer, Pele. Well, there you go. Try for Pele. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do this, I do this, I do this. <laughs> so, who's, uh, sorry, who's, who did Lover do go to? I didn't know they lost him. Uh, he's gone to Doncaster. Has he really? Well, mm. okay. I didn't realise he'd lost Lover Yeah. Can't, oh, okay. You know, I mean, I know we'll do our tables later, but have you got all FC in the playoffs? No. It's a shame, really, because, you know, we talk about it every season, but I think Super League needs a, a strong Hull FC side. Uh, you know, growing up, uh, you know, I, I, you know, Hull were a really strong side for me growing up. You always yeah. used to fear them a little bit, and now it's a bit like, oh, who is it this way? Hull, yeah. there's an easy win. Mm. Yeah, I think they've got, I think they've got a, a, potentially, I think they've got a tough season ahead. Mm. I hope Tony Smith, you know, can prove, can prove... People wrong on that, but for me, I just think they're uh, a little bit short on numbers and, and and short on quality. Yeah, no, I I think so as well. Um, but thanks, but thanks to Outlawed for that. Yes, for that, uh, for that piece for us. Yes, thank you so much. Definitely. Uh, okay, I think we'll go to the other side of Hull. Makes sense, um, and we I will press the right button this time. Um, we've got Stacey Mulforth from Out of Her League, and this is what she's had to say about Hull KR's season. Need to go that one step further in the cup. After last season and the build-up, we can't be content with another final defeat. We need to convert that momentum into silverware. Any Hull KR fan will tell you it's long overdue, which is a change from recent years coming into a new season. We'd be content with just staying up. But this year, we need to step it up a gear. Obviously, losing SKD will be a massive loss on the field. He's been a great influence to those around him on and off the field. But that influence, I feel, will carry on. I do think we've got 
the calibre of players that will take that torch and run with it. And I think one of those players that can and must step up is, is Mikey Lewis. He's been the epitome of trust the process, hasn't he? He's cut his teeth, he's been out on loan spells, he's, but now he's cemented his place in the squad. He's grown and made himself invaluable to the club. And it's come to fruition, obviously, in that extended contract. I would love to see him see out that contract as well. Um, this season, I would like to see him work on his discipline but I do think that starting seven share and the prospect of another England selection will see him being a bit more of a well-rounded player and like I say I, I would like to see him see the full length of that contract out but it was good for the club to snap him up for that long. In terms of the Super League finish I don't think we can be happy with anything other than a top four finish after last season. Realistically I'd say fourth providing that we can keep injuries at bay for the whole season because they have been the bane of our lives for the past few years. But providing we can keep a full strength squad, there's no reason why we can't finish fourth. And the Challenge Cup, it's got to be our best chance of silverware this season. And again, I can't take another final defeat. I don't think I've got it in me. But I'm, I'm hopeful on a Challenge Cup final win, providing we get a decent run of the draw. It's always hard to predict a whole car season as it's a roller coaster of a team. But if we can kick on from last season and keep this buzz around the team, there's no reason why we can't finish fourth and there's no reason why Silverware can't come back to East Hall. Well, there we go. A pretty confident sounding uh, Stacey. A top yeah. four finish and a Challenge Cup. Yeah. That'd do, wouldn't it? It would do, wouldn't it? Yeah. First of all, um, uh, Stacey, along with, along with uh, our Bry, does uh, a magnificent podcast that they've just started out of her league, uh, and they interview uh, uh, all sorts of uh, women that are involved in the game. Uh, and they've got an excellent one coming out this week. They've got an interview with Danica Prim this week. Yep. So uh, uh, if if you do get a chance, then uh, tune in and give that a listen. Um, and Stacey does some fantastic work uh, for for women in rugby league. Yeah, absolutely, she does. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you to Stacey. Now, um. I read from other people uh, that Hull KR are like this underdog team that, oh, they're outsiders for the bet. You look at the mm. I read Sky Sports presenters' predictions this week. Oh, uh, outsiders, Hull KR. They're not outsiders anymore, are they? Um, they're as close to... <laughs> they're as close to being insiders, if that's yeah. the opposite, as they've ever been. Challenge Cup final. Yeah. Um, semi-finals. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. Uh, what, what I'm saying is, uh, Stacey was, I think, quite realistic there when she was saying that, like, fourth place minimum mm. from where they... From where they've been to well, kick on. Well, they've, they've improved again, though, haven't they? This year, you know, they, they've brought in Oliver Gildart, Peter Hick, who's a big signing for them. Uh, Tyrone May, who had a really good year at Catalan, uh, and then even the likes of like Niall Evolds, uh, Jai Whitbread, yeah, Kalepi uh, Tanganoa, and then the late signing of Joe Burgess from Salford. I want to balance that out then with the loss of Sean Kenny Dowell, Kane Lynette, Jordan Abdul, Schneiderman. Yeah, I mean, 
is, Ke- is what Kenny, Kenny is, Dowell, Kenny Dowell and Lynette are massive. They were yeah. huge for them. Mm. But overall, is, what, were, is what's coming in. No, but they were really stronger. integral part. Like that's yes, yeah. almost captain, you know, that's yeah. almost like Saints losing Roby. Mm. It's that, mm. that that you know that's he was yeah. he was that big it, for Kenny Dowell. Like, it's the leadership, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. The, the, you know, the part of that leadership group. Um, but you know, Oliver Gildart is is was brilliant at Wigan. Um, you know, it's not really worked out for him in the NRL, but it, it, it doesn't for a lot of players. Um, but I'm sure he'll be uh, an excellent sign of them. Peter Hickey, been over here before. That's Warrington, didn't he? Yeah, a bit more mature now. So, you know, where he fits in, I, I don't know whether they're looking at playing him at fullback or at the centre. I'm not 100% sure. Um, the, the Jordan Abdul one is a really strange one for me. Yeah, to let him go. Yeah. Mm. Maybe they're thinking that because <laughs> his injury record isn't the best and there was an opportunity to bring Tyrone May in, mm. it's a sort of a salary, like for like. A salary cap sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, the, Stacey mentioned about Mikey Lewis. I'd read this week in Priest and it looked like he'd bulked up. I read that this week. Um. I th- I was going to say, I think on the Mikey Lewis thing as well, uh, it, it's almost uh, it's almost as good as a new signing when you secure someone like Mikey Lewis. Mm. He, he just signed that long-term deal with Hulk AR. <laughs> I think you talk about signings coming into Hulk AR, that's almost like a, it's almost like a relief, a weight off mm. a lot of fans and the club's shoulders and, to hear Mikey Lewis is staying. Yeah, And, and Callum, how much of a, a boost for Lewis personally? He, he had a really, really good series against Tonga, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He came of age in that series, didn't he? Yeah. So does he does he came of age in that series to now be classed as one of Super League's most important players? I th- um yeah, I think so. I think he was on his way to doing that anyway, wasn't he? Um he needs to be the sort of level that Jack Wells being that, like he needs to be a poster boy, doesn't he? I think. Yeah, because if you look back to the the, the test series, he had two really good games, didn't he? Yeah, and then he was the easy one to leave out. He was, and, and he was only left out because George Williams is captain, mm-hmm. and mm. I think I think they felt that they had to bring him back in. Yeah, they, and he yeah. was the easy one to to leave out. Yeah, uh, but that shouldn't that shouldn't decry from what he did in those first two games. No, he was one of our best players, wasn't he? Um, you know, he's he's a live wire and he's electric and he's a real joy to watch. Um, and I just hope he continues on that upward trajectory now. Is the jury still out, Bobby, for all KR? Because we've said about, you know, oh, they need to kick on, they need to kick on. Are, are they at that level? Are they still, do you feel with them that they're, really, they're a team that's really hard to predict? I think, in a sense, they're still a bit hard to predict in in the way that you still, yeah, you still do see them as 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 what Stacey was saying. You still see them as outsiders, but I don't think that they are anymore. And I think I think they do need to just take that one step further. And and as as Stacey really sort of banged on about is is winning something. Mm. And I think once they do that, I think that's what cements that place. Actually, that that could really tip them over the edge. That bit of silverware. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think until they do that, I think you might always see them just as that outsider. Mm. Um, but I, I think uh, stay just just to stay with OKR for a second. I think 
Uh, the other thing uh, uh, big for the for the club is last season was the fans, the way they turned Craven Park into the the electric atmosphere it was and cauldron wasn't it yeah, yeah and you know even when they went to like Leeds in the Challenge Cup to play Wigan it was almost like a home venue to yeah. them the, yeah. if the fans can really get behind the team like they did last season I I, I can see big things again for Hull KR this season yeah. Mm. Uh, right, well, moving on to our next team, I think we shall head to the capital. And we've got London fan Ian talking to us here, so let's see what he's got to say. The sense I get from talking to other Bronco supporters, really, is, is one of positivity and excitement. I think, obviously, the IMG grading news was disappointing when it came out, and that, that poses a challenge for the club in the longer term, but... In the sense of looking forward to this season, I think, yeah, everyone's just really excited. You know, excited to be welcoming back top flight rugby league to the capital. I think it's going to be a fantastic experience. Um, for those of you who haven't been to Plough Lane, I'd encourage you to come on down and enjoy the away day. It's a great facility. Um, so, yeah, just really looking forward to, to the season. Obviously, pre-season has been really attritional. Picked up quite a few serious injuries to, to players who were arguably going to be probably nailed on for a starting 17 spot but you know that that's a challenge and that's rugby league and I'm sure Mike Eccles he's a he's a really pragmatic guy and he'll he'll go about managing that in the best way that he can hopefully we could get some some bodies through the door in time for the season start or or shortly afterwards before pre-season when I looked and did my own prediction I looked at Castleford's squad I didn't think that we were a million miles off in terms of what they have in terms of quality I looked at Salford squad. I thought we had we had better depth potentially than Salford. Um, so I yeah I sort of made my own prediction of eleventh. I think injuries sort of are going to be a challenge for that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns and predict we'll, we'll finish in eleventh. I don't I don't think we're going to finish bottom. Um, but yeah, maybe an optimist in, in terms of the cup. I think just maybe a nice little cup run to the quarterfinals would be would be nice but i don't think too much emphasis will be getting put on the on the challenge cup this season but i guess we'll we'll see how we go well there we go sounding pretty upbeat yeah thanks ian yeah um rightly so there's a lot of excitement for broncos fans in 2024 i mean you wind back 8 months and they were bottom of the championship Mm. Uh, it's an absolute miracle that yeah. they've got to Super League. Yeah, I don't exactly. think there's any other word for it. No, it was. It's absolutely. It's unbe- It's unbelievable story. Mm. Looking forward to going down to Plough Lane this year. Then, yeah, definitely. I think um, you know, like like Ian said, there. I've not been. Um, this is really sounds like a really good setup, and uh, should should be a good day out or yeah. weekend. A um, couple of things. On this, then, I mean, unfortunately, it looks like they're going to have a, an injury hit start, and it's probably safe to assume that again they haven't got the depth in the squad to uh, to overcome those injuries in terms of a positive start. No, I feel like they've lost a, a few good players, um, like Paul Ulberg, the winger. He played for the Cook Islands in the World Cup. He looked okay. Um, Wellington Albert. And and the, the 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 big one, Corey Norman, been yeah. released. So you know, especially Corey Norman, I think you know he's probably the most experienced player there. Um, and the players they've brought in, 
Look, I'll be honest, I don't know a great deal about them, apart from uh, probably Maludi, who they've brought in, who's probably been out of the loop for, for a couple of years, so it'll be interesting to see how quickly he gets back into the swing of things. And, and um, recently, Lee Kershaw from Wakefield, mm. um, who's you know pretty nippy and got a, a bit of Super League experience. Yeah. Um, I do feel sorry for uh, Bill Leyland, Who's now out for the season because he's done his ACL? That's that must be a tough pill to swallow for yeah, him. Absolutely, Bobby Ian said about that he thought they could finish eleventh. Can they? Can they? Can they finish off the bottom? I can't see it personally. It's a it's a bold prediction, especially as you said. You know, eight, eight months ago they were rooted to the bottom of the championship, and it is a miracle that they're in the league. And I can't see them being anywhere other than 12th but uh, I mean I just no I, 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 that's as much as I can say on it I just I, I can't see it personally I, I, I'd love for them not to finish bottom I think that would be an even better story or a, a really good add-on to that mm-hmm. that getting to Super League mm. I just can't see it unfortunately yeah. I know it wouldn't make a difference to perhaps not being in the Super League in 2025 with the IMG stuff, but it, it would make it really interesting if they didn't finish bottom. Mm. It would make it interesting, and I don't know what effect that would have on their IMG score. I suppose, I, I suppose it depends on how much good work they can get done in these next eight months or so, off 12 the, months or whatever. Yeah. yeah, off the pitch, you know, academy, things like that. Um, you know, if they do finish 11th or better, be interesting to see what that did to the score, but and, I, and I hope I'm wrong. I just, I just can't see them winning a game. Really, I just, just how I feel. And you know, they, they will win. They're not going to finish with zero points. Okay, I just don't see where the win comes from. Castleford, Salford. What about those they're teams the that are around them? You know, that the you would think that that we covered last week. I, I think they're the two. I, I don't see them beating. You know, if you've got Hull in ninth mm. or Huddersfield in ninth, I don't see them beating them. I, I see them. I see the two teams that you mentioned there, well above, well above to me, well yeah. above Castleford, Salford, London. Yeah, but I, I, I see them just above Salford, Castleford, if you like. Yeah. Whereas you see London below them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving uh, swiftly on, we shall go to Lee. Let's go to Lee. Um, and we have, for us, for Lee, Forbidden Game, who is a regular listener and interactor with us on, on Twitter, Rx, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, this is what he said about Lee. All right, lads, is my quick 2024 preview for Lee this year. I think our recruitment's been good. We've brought in depth. I think our depth last year was championship standard players. We've brought in some quality. I think Owen Trout's a good signing. We've got Norman Baxter, Lewis Brogan. It'll back up our starting pack um, quite well because I think they got a bit tired towards the end of last year. I think Ben McNamara is a brilliant signing. He's played under Adrian Lamb and with Lockie Lamb down in Sydney. Um, he's going to play hooker. I think he'll be good for Edwin Apape. Um, Edwin, his reads and his tackling can be a bit off at times. Um, he misses quite a lot of tackles. He's just a brilliant attacking player. 
So for him to do first 20 of the first half, first 10 of the second, would be brilliant for Edwin. I think Ricky Latelli missed the end of last year and I think that caused Josh Charlie to drop off and I think having him back is going to be like a new signing as well as Zach will be fully fit. So last year we got a bit predictable with our outside backs being tired and playing injured. He just had to do us down the middle and we were just absolutely shattered towards the end of the year with the cup run. Um, I think we're a better squad than last year. I think Moylan's a vast improvement on Ben Reynolds. I do worry about our lack of pace and our kicking game now because Reynolds' kicking game was his biggest asset and his biggest skill. Um, the lack of pace a little bit in 1-5 to five with 530-plus five players is a bit of a worry, but it sounds like we're signing a lad called David Armstrong from Newcastle Knights, and he looks absolutely rapid. And I think him at one with Gaz O'Brien to back up at one and at half-back, I think that'd be an outstanding signing. I think we're in that group um, below kind of Wigan Saints Leeds. There's about five or six teams all fighting out for the playoffs. I think Huddersfield, Warrington, Saints even, Leeds, they're, they're all going to improve this year and catch us up a bit. If we make the playoffs, I think that's a really good season for us. Even though we're a better team, I think it's going to be harder to make the six. I'd like a cup run. And after Bobby saying on Johnny Lou's podcast that you're Saints fans, I think we'll go for Lee to beat you in the final. Cheers, lads. Yes, forbidding game. Thank you so much for that. Some really interesting points off that, I think. Um, firstly, it's it's brilliant. I mean, all our guests, all all 12 of our guests that we've had on, oh, we've got one more to go, but everyone wants a cup run, don't they? Everyone everyone thinks they're going to win the cup. Everyone loves a cup run. Oh, it's brilliant. Isn't it? And isn't it? everyone, oh, we'll have a good cup run. That'd be great. Mm. It just shows that... It just shows that in rugby league, the Challenge Cup is still so important. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which I absolutely love. Yeah. And that's great. So everybody loves it. But just on some of the points there that, that uh, Forbidden Game brought up with us, um, uh, Moylan versus the Space Raider. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's no contest, is it? No, but he did say that missing Reynolds mm. um, would put a dent in their organisation and kicking game. Yeah, I think Lachlan Lamb's got that in his bag, though, as well. Yeah, okay. Fair Maybe enough. just to relieve a bit of pressure off him, let him run with it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, maybe he'll have to take a bit more on. I was going to say, like, with the squad that they've got, um, you know, the, we, we know how well they did last year, last season, and they've not really lost anybody. They've lost Gildar, if you like, but and we know that was only a, a, yeah. a short move because he did sign for for KR um, Ben Reynolds the other big one maybe and, and, and maybe Joe Wardle to to Oldham um, they've not really lost an awful lot which is great because the players you know the players group know how to play with each other and then they bring in the lights of Matt Moylan um, and I, but I'll be honest apart from Matt Moylan the rest of them are squad players yeah what was interesting? But they've not last... needed to bring anybody in because they've kept everybody. Well, what was interesting last year? I thought they had a really sort of exciting one to seven mm. and really well drilled. They scored a lot of tries in the back line and they've pretty much kept that. And if they sign, I've just looked. I know it's difficult to say. David Armstrong, he mentioned mm. from uh, Newcastle Knights. Um, I've just I, when I when I heard uh, Forbidden's um, voice note before, I looked him up. 
and he's, he's got a highlights reel. I'm on, that, I mean, that makes him a great player in itself. <laughs> <laughs> but at least he's got one. Um, but he did look quick. Mm. Now, if he if he then adds in more pace than say O'Brien at fullback, yeah. Again, that back line improves. Yeah. Having Lou Telly back improves the back line. Yeah. And so on. So I think in the you know, if Moylan is an upgrade then on Reynolds, yeah. that one to seven suddenly see, still seems quite sort of lethal, really. Yeah. They were, I don't think they'll be short of points. No. Uh the the only thing I would say, and it goes back to the 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 Moylan and the uh, the, the the space raider debate, is if you look at a lot of games. Uh, or, or, or a good chunk of the games, at least for for Lee last season, they were they had a they had a few their fair few games were quite close and quite tight, mm. you know against your likes of you know your St Ellens, your Wiggins, your your Warringtons, and you know uh, stuff like that. And we all know how good of a goal kicker Ben Reynolds was. It wasn't just his in play kicking; it was his goal kicking. Mm. You know, he could he could bang them in from, from touch from a good 40 yards out. Mm. And I don't know who's going to take over that kicking role. I assume it might be Hardacre, who's kicked in the past. Mm. But, you know, the only thing I would say is losing Ben Reynolds in that situation is those games, If you you know, they, they took the two quite a lot because they were so confident in him, it's in his kicking, kicking ability. Mm. You know, now you've got to get over the line. And yeah. like you say, you know, you've got to improve that back line. I think... What's what's interesting for Lee Callum is that it's um, it's diff- it's going to be difficult for them to improve on what they did last year. Yeah, and Forbidden himself there said they've got a stronger squad, but other teams have improved as well, and they'll be fighting to get in the playoffs. Yeah, it, it's going to be, it's and it's the teams you know in and around him, you know, you know talking uh, LKR Leeds, Warrington. Mm. But, not so sure. But. No, but it, it is a, it is going to be difficult for them to improve on what they did last year. But yeah. I think they'll add a lot to the league again. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think they will as well. And he, he again uh, predicts that the, well, they will they will retain the Challenge Cup. So mm. there you go. Excellent. Uh, right. Well, this leaves us with one team to go, and that team is the Catalan Dragons, and all the way from Paris. It's our Catalans fan, Sammy. So this year is arguably the biggest squad overhaul we had in recent years. We almost lost everyone in this line, except for Maculorum. We also lost Kieran, Goudemar and uh, Jackie Chan. But we also recruited very well. I love the fact that Teofage came back home and that Arthur Mourg will get a lot more minutes than he used to. So I would like to see him get loose on the field this year instead of the ball. Uh, Sam Tompkins, uh, we love him. He's one of our legends. He retired, but he is still in and around the club. And I believe that Mork is more than capable of stepping into that role, hopefully under Tompkins' uh, guidance. Uh, it was interesting to hear our coach uh, say that the key to success is to start from scratch every preseason, and I completely agree, but this means it could take some time for the new spine to gel. In the forward pack, we added the Sims, uh, Sete, uh, Sirenin to a pack that already was one of the best in the competition, especially with uh, Benji Garcia in there. So I think in terms of the forward pack, we have nothing to, to worry about. 
Uh, in the in the back line, we have both our wingers, both are named Tom. I don't know what you make with this information, but I think it's uh, it's a great look. <laughs> and then uh, Jaden Nikarima and uh, Jordan Abdul are all great players. However, we are yet to know uh, how the squad will look like come round one. So Nikarima could play anywhere, uh, hooker, uh, fullback or 5-8 so I am really looking forward to that first uh, team list for the predictions I think we will make the Challenge Cup final and I think we will finish anywhere between 3rd and 5th on the ladder and hopefully go a step further this year and win the trophy well thanks again to uh, Sami all the way from Paris you know adds a touch of authenticity doesn't it to the pod it does it does. And he listens all the way of from course. there every week. International and that, yeah. pod. <laughs> <laughs> International oh, thank pod. you, Sam. That was, uh, that, that was fantastic. It was brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, he actually said, he actually apologised to Brad before he sent it to say his English wasn't that great. Well, I think he did all right. Yeah. Better than my French. Yeah, and, well, better English than, than certainly Eddie and Reese from Leeds. So, uh, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, Catalans, uh, obviously the, the the biggest thing for me for Catalans is the loss of uh, Sam Tompkins. Do you know what? I, I, it shows how good a player he was. Like to be uh, to be classed as an absolute legend at two clubs, mm. what two sets of fans to, to to class him as a legend? It's not as though we picked him up here. It's really, I don't. I've not really heard that much before. No, no, he's. Um... I can't think of anybody else. No, I think I think what it, I mean, Catalan, obviously love him. He's he's been a brilliant player, was a brilliant player. Um, but I think when he went to Catalans, a lot of sort of more uh, neutral fans. I think he matured a lot, and I think uh, you know more neutral fans were around to him, mm. apart from St. Ellen's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I think when he was at Wigan, it was well typical Wiganer. Yeah. So, yeah. but. Um, no, you're right. He he he'll go down as a legend for sure. Um, but the, you know he's not got a bad uh, bad deputy, has he? In uh, Artem Mark. No, and it's interesting that Sammy picked out you know uh, two French players because I think that's really important for Catalans to have mm. some real French superstars. Yeah, you know some real sort of homegrown French talent. I think that is. I think that's really important for them. Yeah, um, and he also mentioned about. The pack that was already one of the best, yeah, and the players that they've brought in, and Bailey Simonon was one of my five to watch last week. Yeah, I mean historically, we say it every year, and historically, Catalan's pack has always been massive. Yeah, mm. huge the, the, humans. The, they've got their, they've built their any success they've had on the back of that that pack plowing down the opposition yeah. and allowing half uh, the halfbacks to play behind them. That's, just their Basic trait, league, isn't it? But, like, but, yeah. but they do it better than most teams have done it. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, they, they've lost, um, even though they've lost the likes of um, Tiaki Chan and, and, and Gudamond, mm. you know, they're bringing in Chris Satai, Tarek Sims, Bailey Sirenen. And they, I mean, I mean, Satai and Sims are, are huge. Yeah, yeah. It's for, a, for a back rower, Tarek Sims is, is yeah. enormous. Yeah. Um, so they have had a bit of an overhaul, but I do think they'll be really strong again this year. I do, um, and like uh, Sammy said, Theo Farge coming home. Mm. 
which is uh, really nice. Um, and, and I think it'll work well with with what's probably going to be Jordan Abdul. Um, and if not, more than likely it'll be Jaden Nicarima. I do think one of the most important questions for Catalans is what do you think is going to be let loose on the pitch this year? Hard to mark. Just staying with Catalans, for me, you know, I think it's worth mentioning is is how Catalan are are seen as well. It, you know, you talk about you know Hulk Kayar saying that they need to go one step further. Well, what do Catalan? Well, surely it applies to Catalans as well. I mean, they won the Challenge Cup in what two thousand and eighteen, I think it was against mm. Warrington, and yeah. then since then they've won a league leader shield. But yet somehow, you, you know, what I'm saying is you look at Hulk IR and you think they're still an underdog because they haven't won anything. Mm. Well, why are Catalans seen differently in the sense of they're a really strong outfit when they haven't really done an awful lot either? Mm. I mean, you know, last year you could argue that they bottled the league leaders again. You know, they were, what, four points clear of Wigan and Saints before they... And then they lost like 40-odd nil to Wigan. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. It, it bottled the league which, for them. And then that was a massive one. But... If you look on the plus side, I don't remember, they were joint top of the league and they got to the grand final. Of course, and I understand that. But again, if you look at if you look at a, a trophy cabinet, mm. what's in there? Mm. Why are they seen as such this dominant force, but Hulk IR and other teams aren't, that you say, well, you know, they need to go one step. Surely the same applies to Catalan. Surely you've got to look at Catalans and say... Well, they need to go one step further. Which I think Sammy said themselves. towards the end, you know, he, he said even though they, they might finish, um, what was it, anywhere between third and fifth, mm. um, you know, hopefully they can go one step further. And I agree, I think they do need to go one step further. I do, I do think on the point that you made, I do think that they have a, let's have an easy ride, if you like. So for every team, they're, they're miles away. Social media, they've got no natural enemies, have they? Mm. No. So everybody's quite complimentary about Catalans, and everybody seems to like like Catalan. Oh yeah, nice nice away trip, mm. uh, nice fans, nice place. Mm. Not doing me any harm day to day. I don't have to live next door to the Hull FC fan or whatever it may be. Like, and I think they I think they haven't got that. Whereas, so you don't really read that much about them on social media stuff. So I think it's easy for people to go, oh, what a good team. Yeah, mm. they like everybody's second team. I think, they? yeah, I think that, and I think that's part of why people look at it. But on the other side of it, I think they are a they are a genuine threat to anybody, and they can beat any team in the league on their day. It's, yeah. whether, it's whether they can do it every day. Yeah, mm. but thank you, Sammy, because that was uh, uh, a fantastic analysis. So thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, well, that's all the teams. We've been through all the teams, so I think there's only one thing left to do, and that is to put them in order. For a league table. So come, what, October? What's the league table going to look like? Uh, are we finishing? Plus September. Are we going from 12 to 1st? Yes. Okay, so my, do you want just my 12th? Yes. Uh, yeah, you can rattle through them if you want. Okay, well, I've I've got London mm-hmm. 12th. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go? Is that, what you, is that what you've got? Yeah, I've got yeah, London yeah. 12th, yeah. 11th, I've got Salford. Yep, Salford. Yeah. Oh, we haven't seen each other, have we? About that no, we year. haven't, no. 10th, I've got Cass. Yeah, same. Yeah, I've got Cass at 10. Ninth, I've got Huddersfield. I've got mm. Huddersfield. I've got Hull. Okay. Eighth, I've got Hull. I've got Hull. Huddersfield. Right, so that's just that one. 
Seven. This is these are the interesting one now to me. Like this seven, six, five, four, three. If yeah, you like. I think anything like four to seventh could be any order. Yeah. So seventh, I've got Warrington. Just I've got Warrington to miss out in the playoffs. I've got them seventh. I've. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm agree. I'm gonna go Warrington. We're not written it down. I was I was just thinking about it. Oh. I was I was I was just decided to switch. You say. See what you say. Yeah, just no. It. I was just seeing if I was going to switch, but no. Yeah, I think I think Warrington will just miss out. Just cover mine up now. Um, sixth, I've got Lee, and I wasn't sure which order to put Lee and Warrington in my table. To be quite honest with you, I've got Lee in sixth. And did you did you have a debate in your own mind about what Lee and Warrington? Then I I did debate between four, five, six, and seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, so sixth, I've got Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Lee will just scrape him. Uh, fifth, I've got Hulk KR. No, I've got Leeds. Right. Okay. I've got Catalan. Okay. Uh, fourth, I've got Catalans. I've got Hulk KR. I've got Hulk KR. Third, I've got Leeds. Catalan. I had Saints. Saints. Mm. Okay. Uh, second, I've got Saints. Saints. I've got Leeds. I really like. I think Leeds look really strong this year. And uh, top of the table, I've got Wigan. Yeah, Wigan. Yeah, I've got Wigan. Um, who do you think will win the grand final then? Based on that, would you have Wigan winning the grand final then? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's hard to look past them, isn't it? I think it could be any one of Wigan, Saints, Catalan. Mm. But I'm going to say Wigan. Yeah. And a Challenge Cup? Saints. I went Leeds. I think Le- I think Leeds picked something up this year. Um, I'm. I said Leeds last week, but I've changed my mind now after listening to everybody's uh, predictions. Uh, I'm going to go Catalans win the Challenge Cup. Okay. Okay. I think they might well pick up something. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, there we go. Uh, right. Well. I think it's time for everybody's favourite. Well, no, second favourite, I think. Because <laughs> yeah. he's he can't be bothered doing any. So. <laughs> <laughs> second favourite. The only rugby league podcast predictions league, six again. Did it <laughs> anyway? Yeah, the predictions league, and of course, we're joined by uh, Alan from Six Again. <laughs> new, new Callum, new news. New, 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 new Bry. Do you like the, do you like the new jingle, Bry? I do, but my name's not Bry. My name's Alan. It's a really nice jingle. I like it. That's it. Yeah. Why? My, my name's my name's Alan. Before you ask. Uh, because I've redone the prediction league, so I'm going to put it up tomorrow. Means I'm top straight away at the start of the season. <laughs> but but it also means that Andy's second. Yes. So that also then means that Andy's going to get near the bottom. Perfect. You should have been called Ashley or something. Then I'd have been top. <laughs> That's why I did that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little joke. Me and Brian worked on since last Tuesday, and you just didn't do your part by going. Who's Alan? Yeah. So, you know, thanks for that. So, Maybe yeah. like a right tit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Do you want to tell us a little bit about this year's prediction league? Yeah. Um, 
Well, we're doing the same as last year. We've had a bit of a change because IMG have copied us. So we had a league and then a team finished in a certain place, but we got rid of them and replaced them. Didn't matter where they finished. So Wakefield have gone, um, even though they finished third last year. So thanks <laughs> to Ben and Matt for last year. Um, we've got London back uh, this year and we have Alex and Ian representing... Uh, London, I think you've heard from Ian already today. Yes, we have, yeah. Um, we've also had a couple of changes because um, at St. Helens we've had a transfer. David Baines has left as he has, has to um, run for MP for St. Helens, so he's going to be a bit busy. And we've replaced him with Johnny Lou. Priorities, really. And yeah, it? It is. <laughs> well, I know he's not allowed to do anything like that in an election year. But how come? How come Rishi Sunak can can host his own show on uh, on GB News? <laughs> how can that happen? And David Baines can't go in our prediction league. No. Well, he'd get more viewers than it as well, wouldn't he? So yeah. Yeah. Um, and also Castleford, we've had a little change. Alison has left, as she is now a new mother. Ah, oh, congratulations! Um, congratulations. Um, yeah. We've replaced her with Steve McNichol, who everyone will know as Cash Shirts. Yes. Um, also, yeah. while we're saying uh, congratulations, just one quick one um, for Tony, or one of our Hulk IR fans who got married in January to her other half, Jay. Congratulations, Tony. And other than that, boys, it's just the same as usual, the same names and the same faces. Okie dokie. With uh, saying that, I mean, I think this year, I think, and, I, and I'm saying this now at the start, I think we, you know, we need to be looking at kicking people out if they don't perform. <laughs> so you. <laughs> All I'm saying is if I underperform, I'm writing a strongly worded letter to Brian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Alan. Uh, Alan. Alan, Alan, sorry. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Right, are we uh, ready to go, Bri? Yeah, oh, God, Alan, 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 <laughs> sorry, yes. <laughs> right, well, this year, I don't really need to tell you when uh, the games and, and what telly, telly channel they're on, because they're all on. Okay. Um, but I will. So, first off, on Thursday, we've got the whole derby, or FC Field KR, which is going to be on Sky Main Events and Sky Sports Arena. All right. Callum? Oh, I think Hull KR looks stronger heading into the season. It's always hard to predict first games, isn't it? And I think even though they're away, I think they they they, they look better. So I'm going to say Hull KR by eight. Yeah, I I, I think um, I saw the team list today. I think Hull look a little bit um, depleted already. Uh, I, I saw a few numbers missing, so uh, I'm going to go Hull KR by ten. And I'm going to go Hulk KR 14. And I have gone, Bobby, Hulk KR by 10. <laughs> hey, what a start to the season. Great start to the season. Um, and now, Bobby, we're two of four who've gone by uh, Hulk KR by 10. <laughs> Only two have gone for Hull FC. One being Outlawed Rugby League, who's gone Hull FC by 12 for Hull FC. And one is Eddie for Leeds, has gone Hull FC by four. Okay. Next up, first game on Friday. It's on Sky Main Events and Sky Sports Action. It's at 8 o'clock. It's Leeds v Salford. Yeah, um, I think 
Uh, we've already said Salford are going to struggle this year, and I, I've got Leeds quite high in the in the in the table. Uh, however, as Callum pointed out in the in the whole game, it's very hard to predict the first games, and I think there'll be a couple of cobwebs there. But I think Leeds will eventually just run out comfortable winners. So I'm going to go Leeds by 14. I'm. I think yeah, there will be cobwebs, but I think Salford are. Uh, I think they're in more dire straits than Mark Knopfler, I think. <laughs> so, I should be on the apprentice. should be like Alan Sugar's joke writer here. Why? They're all about dire straits. That's <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I'm going to go Leeds 36. Wow. wow. I, think they'll, okay. I, I think they'll kick off to a flyer. Okay. Uh, I, I think they'll be comfortable, not that comfortable. Uh, Leeds 18. And I've gone Callum. Leeds by 18. So, <laughs> hey... That's three of us on Leeds by 18. Um, there's three on Leeds by 20, and nobody has gone for Salford. Not surprised, to be honest. No. Uh, next up, it's going to be on Sky Sports Arena and the new Super League Plus channel. Uh, also at 8 o'clock is Leafy Huddersfield. Uh, again, I think Lee will get off to... I think, I think there's going to be some comfortable wins this week. Hmm. To be honest, as a, as a start of the season, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go Lee by twenty. Okay, uh, I'm going to go Lee by ten. Yeah, I've gone a bit lower with Callum. I think Lee. I've got a few players that need to probably gel together to build on the season. So I'm going to go Lee by eight. And I've gone Callum Lee by ten. <laughs> hey, Bobby, you are now one of four who've gone Lee by eight. And we do have two Huddersfields. One is Eddie for Leeds has gone Huddersfield by eight. And Nathaniel has done a Jordan. Huddersfield by one. Oh. Eddie's being a bit of a maverick, isn't he? Early doors. Yeah. Maybe he thinks he can afford it as champion. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Anyway. Next up is on Sky Sports Mix and also the Super League Plus um, app. And it is... Also at 8 o'clock on Friday is St. Helens v. London. Uh, yeah, um, I think Saints Saints will still be there or thereabouts, won't they? And they're still, still ridiculously strong. London, pff, I think the only hope they've got is maybe trying to catch Saints off guard early on. Um, but I think Saints will be pretty comfortable. Uh, Saints by 26. Yeah, I've gone. This is my highest one. I'm going to go Saints by 34. Yeah, I'm going even higher. Saints 42. Wow. I've gone Saints by 24. Andy, you are now one of three who have gone Saints by 42. No and one He's good. <laughs> that is outrageous. Who are the other two? One is Eddie for me. Another one. <laughs> and the other one who... And forgot to mention, um, our insider this week. Um, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that thing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that thing. Um, our insider this week, who is, I thought we'd get a captain, a, su- a current Super League captain in. So we've gone uh, Wigan Wheelchairs, Death Roberts. Okay. And and Death has also gone Saints by 42. At right. least he's been yeah. on, you know, yeah. been on before and exactly. he won't yeah. get offended. So. Yeah. Great minds, Deck. Great yeah. minds, yeah. And welcome, Deck. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Just blame Alan. Yeah. Blame Alan. Yeah. Blame Alan. Write a letter to Alan. He'll sort out. Yeah. Uh, um, 
Next up, on Saturday, the first of two games. Um, it's on Sky Sports Action, the Super League Plus app, and also on BBC Two at half five. It's Castleford v Wigan. Again, I think as probably as low as I've put Castleford and high as I've put uh, Wigan, not only uh, I think Cobweb's come into this, but I also think that Wigan might have that one eye on next week against Penrith as well. Uh, so for that reason, I've probably gone a little bit lower than blowing the Castleford out of the water. So I've gone Wigan by 14. I think you're right on that one eye, but I think they'll want to get a really good performance in, in preparation yeah. for next week. So I'm going to go Wigan 24. Uh, I'll, I'll go 28 then, Wigan 28. Callum, you're the highest. I've gone Wigan by 22. Um, you'll be glad to know, Andy, that Dex also gone. Wigan by 24. <laughs> um, we do have one for Castleford, and it's Roy for Castleford, who's gone Castleford by four. Well done, Roy. Well, I ditched him. <laughs> Roy carried you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Throw back to the stats team, that, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> And then, lastly, boys, um, also on Saturday, it's on Sky Sports Arena and the Super League Plus app. It's our half-five UK time. It's Catalan v Warrington. Um, apart, I think, apart from the whole derby, this is probably the most interesting game mm. of, the, of the week, I yeah, think. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, but I think, and, and it's, people will be really interested in, in how Sam Burgess sets off. Mm-hmm. They'll want to see what sort of a marker that Warrington can lay down, if any. Uh, but I think that Catalans will be too strong. And I'm going to go Catalans by... Uh, I'm going to go Catalans 14. Uh, I'm going to go Catalans 8. And I've gone Catalans 10. And I've also gone Catalan by 8, Callum. And there's four of us who've gone Catalan by 8. Um, we do have... A Warrington, and it's Salford. Phil has gone Warrington by four, and he actually said it's Warrington's year. <laughs> and we do have a, and we have a Catalan by two, which is Lee forbidden game. Okay, William. Mm. So what have Warrington said? Warrington, uh, Noxy has gone Catalan by eight. Oh, right, oh it's okay. not, is it Noxy? Yeah, that, that, that makes sense, sense then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Fair enough. Well. I think. Does that wrap the Prediction League up for this week, Alan? It does indeed. Excellent. So, I'll be dying again next week when I'm bottom. Don't worry about it. I think that wraps us all up, doesn't it? That, that wraps up the episode. So uh, thank you for staying with us all this time and we hope you enjoyed the, the last couple of weeks preview. We'll be into the real stuff next week, won't we? So, um, yeah, if you'd like... If you are going to any games this week, then stay safe and enjoy. But from all of us here at the Only in Rugby League podcast, it's goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.